Welcome to Star Trek Sucks. My name's Jack, and I'm here on the holodeck. I'm not running any programs. I just like to come in here and vibe. The empty room uh, soothes and comforts me, and I find it a good postmodern commentary on the state of entertainment in the year 23-whatever-the-fuck. Here with me is Leo, who's very mad at me for using the holodeck in this way because he wanted to use it for something that he won't tell me. What's up, man? Honestly, I was, I was just going to... Run that episode of Firefly again. <laughs> I see why you didn't want to tell me that, actually. <laughs> Be very cruel to you about that. <laughs> you know what? I was trying to make up an intro for today, and I also was going to go with something involving the holodeck. I mean, the holodeck's low-hanging fruit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a rich furrow. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway, this is a podcast. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Jack, what's good? Uh, the weather is really wonderful right now here in Boise. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the, it's the good part of fall. Yeah. Um, before the, the inevitable rain part comes. Yeah. Um, the clinical or the seasonal affective disorder part of fall, as I like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's fucking nice as shit outside. Yeah. It's beautiful. And, uh, I'm trying really hard not to. Uh, let my brain go to the place where I think about uh, how much worse things are going to get once people can't be outside anymore. That's not what we do in this segment. Yeah. That's for, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's going to be fucking horrible it's in the be, winter. It's going to be really bad. It's really fucking bad. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Okay. Yeah, somebody pointed out, um, J- there's a Jason Pargin article that pointed out, like, you think the war on Christmas stuff has been stupid and, and bad in the last few years? Wait until the liberals have to say, no, you really shouldn't go home to see your family for Christmas because you're going to spread the virus. And then all the people that were already hooting and hollering about the war on Christmas will have the fake virus as part of the war on Christmas. Oh, God. it's gonna. Uh... Yeah, it's going to be exhausting. I'm already like worried about things. Anyway, like you said, that's not what this segment is about. Nope. This is the what's good segment where we talk about things that are good. Yep. Um, I can't think of anything. Mm. <laughs> House is coming along. House is coming along. I think we're going to get it painted this week. Nice. That'll be pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I, I'm, I've been burning some stuff. Had a couple of fire pits. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I love a good that's fire another, pit. I, for, I forget that I have a fire pit in my house and I should probably use it. Yeah, that's another good thing about fall. And if you need any fuel for your fire pit, I got mm. a lot of scrap wood out in the backyard. Mm. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just uh, had thrown a bunch of crap in there and uh, finally set it on fire over the weekend. So Sweet. So that's cool. Uh, Jack, what happened last week? They 
found so i actually listened to the episode today because i listen to them when they come out to make sure they upload right good because i didn't i didn't even listen to it when i was <laughs> editing it because i forgot yeah, it was fine <laughs> good <laughs> you're a little more pressed for time these days than i am so i suppose i could probably start editing these actually that's all right i, I got it i got okay. this one out you know yeah old. you got it out on time so yeah technically it came out today so that's fine um anyway i, I actually had some uh, more thoughts that i didn't get off oh um, you had more good things no more thoughts on. The oh, episode, more thoughts on that I didn't get off on on oh, last good. week. Um, so it was a there was a god who had fallen in love with a human. Very Greek kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminded me of that part in American Gods where he meets Sam and she's talking about how, like reading Herodotus or whatever, like. The Greeks just like would talk about like, yeah, you're just like walking around and you meet a God and then you're just, there's a God in your life for a while. And then he's, you know, you know what that always makes me think about is that there had to be people just saying there were gods back then that they, yeah. were, that they were gods. Oh yeah. I think, it, I think instead of like, I mean, we still have that, but it kind of comes as more like prophets now. Yeah. But like we still have, we, we get cults. Yeah, yeah. We I'm get, in several yeah. right now. Yeah, we get cults. That's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, you think about any of the, you know, think about like Hercules, the myth of Hercules. That was just a strong dude. <laughs> yeah. And he was stronger than everybody else. So everybody went, well, yeah, that's, that's obviously. He's a very strong man. Yeah. And, he's like, and, and then. Obviously, he's got God blood in him. Yeah. And then everybody was bored. And, and so people started inventing stories about him. Did he clean stables at one point? There was like I don't remember. He had to do all these challenges. I I remember this specifically because I was like, I'm sorry, what? Because he was trying to fuck some guy's daughter, as and he, and as you do, yeah. When you're a strong guy, yeah, or not a strong not. guy, yeah. If you're any kind of a guy who <laughs> just, likes girls, just a straight guy, yeah. You just like <laughs> you like fucking ladies. It's one of the or a bi guy. Let's yeah, not erase or, them. yeah, so, yeah. Sorry, no bi erasure. Um. Uh, <laughs> But the, so the king had like it was a king's daughter, mm. which is a which is a strong guy move. I think. I feel yeah, yeah, like. yeah. Um, and the king had tasks that he was supposed to perform, and one of them was he had very large and profoundly dirty stables, and Hercules was strong enough to divert a river somehow through the stables, which, by the. Letter of the law, yes, those are clean now, but I don't think that's what he was going for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, I mean, it's just fun to think about. Listeners, if you're sober and remember Greek mythology. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to think about the evolution of myth because it really is just, I mean, first of all, think about the fact that uh, everybody was drunk all of the time. Yeah, because the only thing you could drink. Everything was fermented. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and there was no other entertainment. So the other only entertainment is just telling each other stories. So all anybody's doing is just being like, oh man, did you guys hear about Hercules? Yeah, no, he, and so what he actually did was like take buckets of water and, and use that to clean it. And nobody had thought to use water to clean anything. Right. And then, and then then the story evolved from there. It's a drunk game of telephone across (laughs) Across. across classical age Greek villages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he diverted a river. <laughs> yeah. How did he do that? He's very strong. That's how he did it. He picked up the river. How do you 
pick up. Well, you you, you don't because you're fucking weak. All yeah. right, mortal, <laughs> you bitch ass mortal. God. Anyway, what was that? Actually, <laughs> sounds like a much nicer time to live in. <laughs> I mean, it, it sure it wasn't, but. Uh, so anyway, so what happened last week? They met a god. Um, he had committed a genocide. And so one of the observations that I, I started to make and never finished was, I think the reason he's like there recreating their life together is that it's sort of a purgatorial thing for him. Yeah, and I thought we touched on that, that, that it was kind of a mourning slash, slash self-flagellation. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we didn't really hammer on it, but that okay. was. But yeah, that was definitely. Yeah, that's like, certainly. That, I certainly remember <coughs> thinking that. That yeah, yeah it was a, a combination of, obviously, you know, mourning the the loss of this woman, um, but yeah, also just punishing himself, right? For, like just for tearing the, the scab off over and over and over yeah. again because of what he did. Which, fair enough. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing was, and I'm, I I noticed this because I'm looking at my notes, which I leave in your studio now. I don't know why I ever took them with me. I not like I'm going to look at them the rest of the week. You might want to reference them. No, why would I do? Why would I want to do that? <laughs> um, and uh, Picard, after he confesses, Picard is like, "Well, we're not the ones to hold you accountable." Yes, you are. You kind of are. You're the genocide cops. <laughs> yeah. If if you're not the genocide cops, then who is? You could at least call the genocide cops. I'm sure you have their number. But it seems like, from what I've seen on the show, one of your many roles as a Federation captain is genocide cop. And lawyer. Check out genocide cop <laughs> on TNT. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, valid point, and we—I don't think we did touch on that, but yeah, yeah that—that that is something that they should be doing. At least not. At least don't just be like, "Well, we don't have." I don't have any moral standing to condemn you for killing fifty billion people. <laughs> Nothing to be done about that. I'm just gonna fuck off. <laughs> yep. It's like, yeah. It, he might have a point of, well, I really don't have a way of holding you accountable for this. Yeah. But I, you could at least be like, no. <laughs> bad God. Listen. That's a bad God right there. <laughs> we can't do anything to you. But don't do that anymore. Yeah. And I want you to know I think you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you're a real big dick. Whatever your name is. I can't remember His the name. His name was Kevin. Ke oh, God. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it doesn't stick with you. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, do you want to recommend something? Uh, yeah, you've recommended it, uh, The Laundry Files. Is it The Expanse? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's The Laundry Files, which you've recommended, and I will uh, recommend also specifically the audiobooks, um, because that's how I do my reading. Sure. Uh, and the guy who does the, uh, who does the voicing for the audiobooks, uh, it's really good. He's got a, a great yeah. You range. were telling me that yeah. And he's, he's, like he does voices for the characters. Yeah, he's got a good but range like not of voices, distractingly so. And, yeah, yeah. Um, like his voice for uh for the the female love interest uh is it's really this charming Scottish accent. Nice. The only thing that the only time it bothers me is when it's the 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 voice switches between the narration of the character and author narration. Because mm -hmm. there are times when it's author narration describing things that are happening when 
Bob is not there. Right. And he uses his same natural voice, which, so it's like his, it would be like my voice right now is his default voice for Bob, but it's also his voice for non-Bob narration, which that does get a little bit distracting. That's going to, it takes me. That's going to be harder when you forget further into the series. Cause yeah, it's a gotten, lot more characters. And it's gotten to be more of a thing. I, I, I just, there are a couple novels where Bob is very much a peripheral character actually yeah i just finished the third book uh, and it was much more of a thing because the first two books are much more predominantly in bob's voice yeah but still very entertaining yep nope those are good books i would recommend them again Uh, and the next one comes out next week i think cool uh or maybe tomorrow what What day is it it's a uh, monday do i smell toast it's a (laughs) i think it's a monday it's probably a monday uh what do you want to recommend uh, I don't. I didn't have anything. That's why I threw it to you. Uh, <laughs> check out the laundry files <laughs> again. That's that's three votes, two for Jack and one for me um, in favor of the laundry. Well, files. no, okay, actually. So, if you are, if you have checked out the laundry files, or if you're just kind of Lovecraft curious from he- hearing me fucking talk about their roots in Lovecraft over and over again, um, I think my favorite or my my best recommendation for an entry point into Lovecraft is there is a, if you can find it, Joyce Carol Oates compilation of her favorite Lovecraft stories. Okay. And there's a couple really of the really like long, tedious ones at the end because it was writing where in an age where you got paid by the word. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can read those if you want. It is sort of kind of post-Victorian or not quite post-Victorian writing, so it is dense hmm. and kind of boring. I have a hard time with Victorian writing. Um, but the shorter stuff is is pretty fucking dope. And, yeah. Cool. Uh, do you want to guess what this episode is about? A Trek Through the Stars. Okay. What's it called? <laughs> it's called Who Watches the Watchers? Uh I already made a Watchmen joke. Yeah. So there's a guy, there's a blue guy. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back. You're listening to Star Trek Sucks, the only Star Trek podcast. Now here are your hosts, Jack Gunn and Leal Cardoza. It's a soundboard episode. Apparently. Soundboard, baby! Mm. What'd you uh, think? So in this episode, Lawyer <laughs> Picard faces his greatest challenge yet, to convince a group of Bronze Age savages that he himself is a guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought this was pretty good. Uh, it, it held up to almost no scrutiny. Yeah, yeah, no scrutiny whatsoever, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I mean, first of all, uh, once again solidifies uh, that the uh, the Prime Directive uh, is meaningless, inconsistent, bullshit, trash. Yes. Also, there were really no stakes. I mean, I don't, I don't, I just, I can't buy because the stakes were these five <laughs> Vulcanoid hut dwellers are going to start a religion that will dominate this entire planet eh. if you don't fix this situation where one of them saw something eh. after hitting his head religions are pretty powerful though 
I we say that because we only see the ones that win. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I no, mean, like, I, no, you're absolutely right. And the, yeah, the stakes are are kind of overblown. I, I, I mean, Patrick Stewart gives a great performance, and I thought overall it's an interesting and kind of thought provoking. It's basically the the entire episode is like the fucking trolley problem, just over and over again. Yeah. Uh, on yeah, on on multiple different levels. Yeah. No, it it is except for I don't I do not buy. So they're they're basically at the Bronze Age. That's they explicitly say that, which means there are the these people on basically in the entire planet um, living in in civilizations, not all of whom have contacted each other yet. Mm-hmm. They also say that they have embraced atheism thousands of years <laughs> previous to that. Which, nope. <laughs> I mean, good on them. <laughs> Don't buy that at all, because religion. I mean, religion is an important organizing principle. Yeah. Until you have like the modern concept of the state and citizenship, which we didn't get to till well after the Bronze Age. Yeah, they also <laughs> kind of, which I mean, you have to for brevity, but they kind of bulldoze bulldoze over the fact that uh, the entire planet is not at the same level of civilization. No. No, that's There's not. No. That's not how that works. That's not no. <laughs> not yeah, until you have globalization. Yeah, it. it yeah, until you have global f- resource trade, you're kind of at a civilizational level that's dictated by what you have available to you to dig up in your immediate and within walking yeah, distance of where you live. Within a couple <laughs> days' walk, because these people do not appear to have invented the wheel. We see oh, no evidence of wheels, yeah. although they do have a sundial, so I don't know. Anyway, um, I got to give uh, an award to the sound the uh, sound design on this episode. Sound design, good as usual. On on point yep. uh, from from the get go, from the opening sequence, real real moody. Um, and uh, I also want to point out that the uh, the the hiding place. So, oh, sorry, listeners. Um, <laughs> yeah, weird. So the Enterprise comes to a planet where there's some scientists doing anthropology uh, on a Bronze Age civilization, and they're doing that by hiding in uh, in a thing that's hidden by uh, by a uh, hologram. Um, but it's it, their their generator is breaking, so they can't use the hologram. So a couple of things. One is that uh, they say that. Uh, that it's that the generator produces 4.2 gigawatts, mm. um, which oh wait no that's gigawatts not gigawatts shit I was about to make a I mean gigawatts is not a thing oh it does that's not a unit of measurement <laughs> I was gonna make a I was gonna I I know yeah. I, I saw it too um, and but then the other thing is that side note sorry sorry to derail you did you when you saw Back to the Future as a kid. How old were you when you first saw Back to the Future, first of all? Oh, probably preteen. Yeah. Okay, me too. Did you understand that it was supposed to be funny? Hmm. Because I don't think I did. What part's supposed to be funny? It's like I mean, have you watched it? Like it's 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 funny. It's wacky. It's goofy. Uh no, I definitely didn't get I guess, yeah, Doc Brown is kind of funny. Um, I don't know. I still don't think it's particularly. Yeah, I guess it's just comedic. Yeah, I don't know. It's maybe a, just a genre of movie that they were making at that era where it was like not hard sci-fi. It was more pal- well, no, like I think palatable like, sci-fi. I think like comedy. I think that like action movies were comedies at that time. 
because everything or like adventure action adventures kind of stuff was just funny everything was just very right i don't know i don't know what point i was trying to make there um yeah i don't know i mean the kind of general delineation of genres at the time genres was, were weird at the time i think yeah I like mean, they've can, gotten weird again. Like there were there were like hard comedies. I mean, all the, everything Bill Murray was in, for well, instance, right? And there, well, and there like, was also, also hard like, action, like everything that St- that uh, Stallone and Schwarzenegger were in. I know, but most of those scan as funny as shit now. Yeah, that's just because of the camp factor. They weren't yeah. supposed to be. No, funny but yeah, they the weren't time. supposed to be funny. I don't know. Um, it was a very like like it seemed like the culture had no introspection at all at the time. Definitely not. And. Which it made some great products out of just pure fucking yeah, just just absolute pure unbridled ego. I mean, there was cultural <laughs> introspection because there were there was parody of a lot of that stuff. Like there were there was there was parody that addressed uh, like the the Schwarzenegger Stallone action Not hero at the time though. No, like Weird Al did. Uh, this well, okay, yeah, like like really like like very explicit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a parody kind yeah, of yeah, parody. Yeah, 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 outright parody. Because like I remember, like the first sort of like modern or not modern in the in the normal sense but the first like of the generation of parody that we know from movies like fucking the kingsman or whatever mm. was well, last action hero and everybody fucking hated that movie when it came out even though it holds up it's better now because the, it's the, better now because we know every, what it's doing. Now. Right. The the reason that everybody hated it is because it wasn't uh it wasn't parody enough. It was a little too grim too because it addressed the reality. I think this is one of the right. things that yeah, people hated. It was kind like of it, dark it, parody. It, it addressed yeah. the grim reality of what that character, what that action hero's life would really be like. Like he goes home at one point and his closet is like just. 10 of the same shirt that he always wears. He doesn't have dishes and he's got this empty apartment. And yeah, it gives you this really grim, like other side of the photograph. In a weird way, it presaged one of my favorite movies, Drive. Yeah, actually Drive does kind of. Because Drive is a movie about what that guy would actually be like. And he just sucks. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't. I don't even think he sucks. He, he doesn't just, suck. He's it a just profoundly it, broken person. It sucks to be him. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you don't want to end up with him. Oh. Yeah. That was why I, I can't remember if we talked about it on on this podcast or or, or otherwise. No, nah, we, we, we talked, talked about, about Drive at one point on this podcast. Uh, yeah, because I watched that after you recommended it because I had seen because you thought it was a Fast and the Furious movie exactly, yeah. um, which it has some kick ass chase scenes in it. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Oh yeah, it's got some. But most of the movie is like synthwave playing over people driving slowly and not talking. Yeah. Which I like. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, so what I was going to say cuz we haven't even gotten to the beginning of this episode. Yeah, sorry. Yet. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Don't be sorry. This is one of the best episodes we've done in a while. Um so there's an anthropological team and their their fucking 1.21 gigawatt machine is failing. Um so their thing is going to fail but so Jordy comes onto the bridge and he's like, "What do they even need a generator that produces 4.2 gigawatts for?" Oh, it's a duck blind. Yeah. Because that's your relevant comparison? Yeah, Jordy's a big duck hunter. Jordy's a real big duck hunter. He's, the, he's playing duck hunt on the holodeck. Actually, fuck now. Now that I think actually about, that, I, that I'm sure you, I'm sure there's a duck hunting program on the holodeck. Yeah, now that tracks. God damn it. Yeah, it's well, way more plausible than I gave it credit for. Um, and then they, uh, so is, is there something going wrong at the anthropology factory? Um, 
And <laughs> I mean, that is what it is. <laughs> and and uh, Data's like, hey, if we go warp seven, we'll be there in 23 minutes. Why aren't you going warp seven? Why are you ever not? We've, I know I've talked about this before. Yeah, we but- talk about this every time that speed becomes an issue. And I, I, it must be a fuel thing. Yeah. They never say it's a fuel thing, but it has to be a fuel thing because they there's no other they never say there's any consequence or danger to going warp nine all the time. Which well, means go warp nine all the time. I think it's implied that ha- like faster warp speeds will degrade dilithium, but like part of what the engine does is like recrystallizes dilithium or something. It like basically uh. recharges. There's like an alternator or something that's recharging the battery. Okay. So if you go too fast for too long, then it'll it'll die down and then it'll have to recharge. Is kind of what I get. I, okay. That's obviously, it's. I don't you know, think that's ever come up in. An yeah. Episode, well, yeah, and the show's obviously not hard sci-fi. They don't put a lot of time into. <laughs> <You think? laughs> Into explaining their technology, so it's it's a matter of convenience, but that's kind of what I've cobbled together in my mind uh, as the idea of why they're ever not just going the maximum possible fucking speed. Mm. Um, then they so they go down to the planet, and the the fucking um, the anthropology factory explodes, and one of the anthropologists gets thrown out, and then one of the um, proto Vulcans gets electrocuted. Um, but the, there's a shot of the cliff that it's in. And it, it it made me so happy because it's like the it's like the most famous cliff face in Star Trek because it must be some back lot that they just have yeah. access to because <laughs> yeah, yeah. a shitload of episodes so have been much has happened on that cliff on that cliff like it, there's an episode of original series where Picard fights a lizard alien and you like they Kirk but yeah or yeah Kirk fights a lizard alien I think the episode I think Darmok and Jalada Tanagra involves Kirk and the other alien. Uh, going up that cliff at some point. There's also a callback to it in the first Bill and Ted movie where they're watching that episode of original series. And then when they get captured by their robot self, no, 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 Bill and Ted, not, not, not Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, bogus journey in bogus journey. There are robot Bill and Ted's who get sent to the present to kill human Bill and Ted, and they haul them up a cliff right after they were watching that episode of original series, and they haul them up that same cliff and try to throw them off. And actually, I think that's how Bill and Ted die and end up in hell and meet death, um, who becomes the bass player for the Wild Stallions. Haven't seen it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, another connection with this episode, the daughter, OG, is played by Pamela Adlon. Don't know her. Okay, haven't met she, her. She she is haven't met her. She is the voice of Bobby Hill for <laughs> Game of the Hill. Um, and she's also in a bunch of other stuff. She was on uh, Louis C.K.'s show. Um, uh, she was on uh, Californication, which that's one of the ones that sticks in my mind the most because she and um, uh, Chelsea Handler's brother uh, Evan. Uh, she and Evan Handler have this just extremely. Uh, gross pervert, not gross, but n- no, not not to kink shame, but super perverted sexual relationship um, where they're just all about fucking each other all the time. Um, and so there, I don't it's know just, if that's a kink. <laughs> and it's just it's a lot of dirty talk. I don't. I, it's, okay. I'm not going to explain it better right now. If, if I haven't seen it, Californication is. <laughs> Californication is a great male fantasy show. It is absolute bullshit, and it's and it and it. I actually want to recommend King of the Hill. <laughs> I absolutely agree. Anyway, that, that show fucking rules. I, I I had to look it up because I thought it was her, and it totally was. And she's a fucking fantastic actress. She's been in a whole bunch of other stuff, um, and she's she's wonderful. Oh. Um. Oh oh. Also okay. So the fucking uh, 
the dad, so he gets electrocuted by the the anthropology factory, right? And he falls down a hill, and then Crusher goes down to check him out, and she's like, "Oh, I got to take this guy onto the spaceship right now, bitch! Your fucking med kit can't fix electrocution and a mild concussion. Honestly, I mean, he has a concussion, I would assume. Yeah, but like, yeah, you you don't have the supplies. Again, the away team never fucking has." anything that but they she's might the need dot. she's actually got a thing there yeah i know but apparently it can't do anything anyway that yeah and, that, and that's what sets this whole thing in motion and it's just like again if you're and picard actually bitches are out for doing this which he's right he's right except then he doesn't do the then he yeah then he doesn't do the next logical thing which is again leave this alone or vapor hole the fucking town yeah there's like 20 people in this yeah, town. Yeah, I mean, if yeah, if if, like if 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 cultural contamination is really a problem and you're worried about it turning into a religion that turns into a worldwide religion and results in the fucking uh, the the Spanish Inquisition or whatever, whatever, right? Vapor hole. Oh, yeah, the that's town. that's the that's the excuse they use to be like, this is why it would be bad for them to develop religion is well, you get inquisitions and holy wars. That's going to kill more than these eight people we see. Yeah, again, trolley problem. Yeah, trolley problem. And yeah. he just keeps picking the wrong. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, the track with more people on it is longer. Yeah. So I'm going to pick that one. It'll be longer before I hit more people. <laughs> just a toddler trying to solve the trolley problem. <laughs> Wait, is there a track that is that, that will take several generations, but also intersects with several thousand people? I'd like to get on that one, please. Yeah. Because I'll be dead before I have to worry about that one. Yeah, so he fucking... so Yeah, god damn it. First of all, okay, so... Like, so... So, uh, yeah, like... He wakes up, he hit his head, he, like, found a weird thing in the desert that no one will be able to find again. That's it. Yeah. End of episode. And what... The episode is over. <laughs> and his daughter's like, yeah, I saw that weird thing too. But again, no one can find it. And and the episode is five minutes long. <laughs> Again, I, I think that overall, I, I will give this episode a watch, and I think overall it's a pretty clever premise, but the, one of the big areas where it fails is it's extremely inconsistent with uh, how much mythology is and should be like effective to the people of this planet. Right. Because you've got... Again, it says thousands of years, right? Since right. they've since thousands they believed in, of years since they gave up in gods, and yet there's a guy who remembers just the old guy in the village remembers all of the lore. Yeah, the lore that he is one generation closer to. Yeah, out of several hundred generations. Yeah, no, nope. no, no, no. I mean, yeah, the the and then the other thing is that again. The, these people who are full-grown adults have lived their entire lives without ever having a religion. I think that's where they miss it because they because the writers fail to genuinely take into account. Like, if you've never had religion, then the you idea of jumping straight to worshiping something... Yeah, it would be weird. Yeah. You don't seem to have, like, a king or anything. What no. the fuck is with the bowing down? You don't seem to be doing that. Yeah, how do you know how to kowtow? Yeah. How do you know how to kiss ass? What are you doing? Yeah. You seem I mean, to be a not... very egalitarian society. Well, and I, I kind of like the conclusion I came to 
um, which I have definitely given this way more thought than the writers of this episode gave it. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> is that they are actually an anarcho-primitivist utopia where they developed probably this level of technology like a thousand years ago and were like, this is fine. And just stop developing technology, which, given where we are now, that sounds that'd be cool. Fine. <laughs> I mean, sure, you die in a flood sometimes, but they don't have fascists, yeah, and global pandemics and nuclear weapons. I mean, they de- and, they definitely had pandemics, but well, you know, smaller villages. Yeah, they. Yeah, uh, and you had to eat rotten bread if you if you got sick. Yeah, but sometimes the bread rots in a way that makes you see fun colors. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so they're arguing about what they're going to do. There's a guy that one of their guys is still down on the planet, um, and Riker's like, "I'll go down there," which made perfect sense for Riker, and I immediately assumed that he was going to go down there and try and fuck. Yeah, and then he took Troy with him, and I was like, "What?" He's going to try to wrangle a threesome. Yeah, probably. I mean, no, like they're. I didn't think of that. Like, it was confused for a second because like, my immediate thing was he was going to try and fuck, and then he took Troy, and I was like, oh, he's not going to try and fuck? And I didn't even... I forgot about threesomes. Well, no, they, they even like kind of get in there about it because Troy's like, oh, they're a very sensible soci- society. If, if there is a mated couple walking together, the woman walks in front so that everybody knows. Yeah. You're the one that I'm gonna. You're gonna have to. I'm the one you're gonna have to talk to if you want anything from him. And he's like, "What do you mean by anything?" She's like, "Anything, you know." He's like, "This is a sensible society. They're on a fuck vacation." Yeah, fuck. That's not even. That's that's. Yeah, that's not even. We're not subtext. reading anything into yeah. this. They are on a fuck vacation. Yeah, fuck. I didn't even. Uh, I'm a dumb idiot. That is absolutely. The, yeah. <laughs> or you're just not as horny as. <laughs> um. They uh, they get to the village, and they're like, hey, we need to sell some cloth. And uh, the village leader lady is like, hey, we welcome oh, hang outsiders. On, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Rewind. Uh-huh. Troy and, uh, and Riker go down to the planet in blackface. A little bit, All yeah. of this is happening in blackface. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I mean... This is the blackface episode of The Next Generation. Well, it's... I mean, I know it's not. It's just funny. Right, and it, it like... There's a difference between, like, no, I know, I know, and it's every just, I, all of our listeners know it's cultural camouflage, which is, yeah, it's, yeah, they darken their skin though. Yeah, it's, I'm just laughing. Let yeah. me just have this. <laughs> Let me have. But so the lady, the leader, the village leader lady is like, we welcome outsiders, which that's real fucking lucky. Yeah, hopefully they knew that going in. There's I mean, no indication that they knew that. Well, I mean, they have. Been, they knew about what they the have fuck? been watching these people out of a window in a rock. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about what a bad way that is to observe people. Yeah, I, uh, I don't think I would learn much from society, uh, much about the nuances of social interaction if I had just seen people from a window in a rock. Yeah, and it's <sighs> just frustrating because. There's no consistency with what the layout of this area is. Okay, so it starts off with Pamela Adlon and her dad going to the sundial. And she's excited because it's her first time being officially in charge of writing down what the sundial says, which I don't understand any part of that. Uh, They're trying to figure out how long the year is. Um, Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Because that's how you figure out how long the year is. 
They should know that by now. They should know that by now. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I completely agree because later on it's established that they have they have a Copernican model of astronomy because the the they takes the woman on the ship and, and shows her the world out of her the window she, yeah. and she doesn't go, What the fuck is that? Yeah. Which is what a real Bronze Age person yeah, would do. Yeah, yeah. She, she goes, Oh, the, there's home. Oh. Oh, is that that my planet? <laughs> Yeah. I totally have a concept of planets that allows this to fit into my yeah. concept of reality. That is not how. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But so, but they're walking like for a while to get to the sundial and then they fiddle with the sundial and then they see the thing and it's off in the distance and they go to it and dad gets electrocuted and then the girl runs back to the village and blah, blah, blah. And then uh, a couple of scenes later when Riker goes to, to steal back the guy who got electrocuted and went to hide in a cave... He's walking out, and he gets right. seen by Pamela Adlon, who's walking back to the hut to look at the sundial. Maybe the sundial's the other direction. Maybe it's the other direction. No. All right. Yeah. No, no, it was. I mean, it is stupid. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, that this... The, and also something that could have easily been corrected. <laughs> this is the point in the story where I'm like, just, just blow up the village. Yeah. I mean, all of the... Like, when they when well, they the found, village, when, you, I mean, kill two or three people, or just again, just beam the fuck out of there, and then this this village because this will not spread. If these people are as reasonable as you say, when they when the people from this village tell other villages what happened to them, everybody else will be like, "That's bullshit. You guys are crazy." They're gonna be like, "Cool story, bro." You guys need to clean your grain better before you <laughs> soak it. Otherwise, you get LSA. <laughs> Stop doing drugs. Stop eating every mushroom you find and just just chill out. Yeah, and so they're like I, that's what they should have done. Like <sighs> there's no way this spreads the way that they think it's going to. Like fucking like well and it's like they could I don't know. Christianity so before the before the time like around the time of Christianity like both the 100 years before and after it there were a ton of cults a ton oh, of yeah. cults because the because the Roman Empire was in fucking chaos well and predating these that, people are not in chaos like you look at what actually is Christianity what Christianity grew to be Christianity just got big enough to envelop all of the pre yeah it just ate ideas. up all the other it ones just fucking yeah. it which just doesn't wasn't just fucking invented out of whole cloth they right. just went, oh yeah, no, your uh, your uh, your spring uh, your your spring thing, the thing that you do when when the, yeah, the that's, when things come out of the ground, that's Easter now. That was what our that's our th that that's, was what our yeah, thing. No, happened. that's when Jesus uh, wasn't dead anymore. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he and, came out of the ground. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, your uh, your middle of the winter when it's coldest, and then all of a sudden it gets uh, warmer and the days start getting longer. Yeah, that's uh, Jesus's birthday now. But I um, mean, the any, yeah, whatever. The point I'm making is that like grew it was the cult that eventually won but it grew out of historical material conditions that encouraged the development of cults right these people clearly don't have that because they're all atheists yeah <laughs> so i don't think one group of again eight people forming a cult based on a guy that hit his head is gonna do it i don't think it's gonna do it statistically <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. 
But, you know, I mean, Trump's tweets are becoming a cult now, so. Yeah, but that's like 40 or 50 million people that it yeah, seemed to have I'm hit their head. Yeah, I know, I'm bummed out. I found out over the weekend that somebody has taken and printed off and bound his tweets into books. Yeah, awesome. And people buy them and read them like scripture. Awesome. God, I hope he loses. Anyway. Um, I mean, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. You we, think uh, that's going to do it? This is what but. I got to this note. But yeah, we've already touched on this. They adapted to believing in God way too fucking yes, fast. Way yeah, too they, easily. He, Picard, and Picard's solution is, oh, no, I'm not going to go down there and explain myself to the whole hut. I'm going to just beam up the one lady. And then show her a bunch of more shit that she could easily interpret as magic. Yeah. And hope, hopefully she won't. Hopefully she'll figure it out. And honestly, he does a pretty good job. Like, that's really the best way that you can explain the development of technology to somebody. Yeah, for is, sure. Yeah. Um, and she gets it for a second, and then she ungets it, and then she regets it. Uh, and then they go back down, and Picard gets shot with an arrow. Yeah, but first they're going to execute Troy, um, also with a compound bow, which is not a great way to execute somebody. Yeah, not indoors especially. That was actually what... like, do they not have knives? Like, yeah, <laughs> you got to have knives. You can't really hunt deer with listen, a bow without knives also. Listen, guys. <laughs> knives are for indoor violence. <laughs> we always say that. Bows are for outdoor <laughs> right. violence. There's your t-shirt. <laughs> I'm like four t-shirts behind at this point. I still got to do the Maximum Vibes t-shirt. Yeah. Well, one of these days. Yeah. Let's take a t-shirt vacation. Um. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So Picard and again, Patrick Stewart, as always, giving a hundred and twenty-five fucking percent yeah, to just dog shit material. <laughs> this, I mean, I, again, eh, eh. this is one of the less dog shit. It doesn't hold up to any scrutiny. Is my main problem. Yeah, it. but it was. I don't know. I found it entertaining to watch at least. Which that's that's probably my first criterion for watchability. Sure. Is like that's the, that's the lowest hurdle it can hop over. Is yeah. I don't want to kill myself while I'm watching this. As you recall from the last episode of season two, mm-hmm. I couldn't fucking get through it. Although yeah. that's also because I watched it before. Yeah. Anyway, whose fault is that? It's, it's mine. That's what I'm saying. It's my fault. Um, and yeah, and my like my last note, my closing thought on this episode was that this episode is pretty good, but the Prime Directive sucks ass. Well, my thought is weigh weigh these two things as far as things that will shape their civilization going forward. On the one hand. You have a very small village who seems to possess one bow. Village is <laughs> generous. Yeah. They have it, two. I did see two people with bows. Okay. Uh, no livestock. Nothing no, with a wheel. No wheels. Um, no apparent way to get water, actually, now that I think yeah, about it. In the, in the middle of the desert. Um, weigh, that, weigh the potential... Comp, uh, societal complications of them starting a weird cult based on a guy that hit his head and had a dream in one hand. Now, on the other hand, weigh them having detailed and affirmative knowledge that there are space aliens watching them. Yeah. They and didn't... telling everybody else about that. 
and that space is a place that you can travel to if you develop the technology to do so. And we know that because we've met some of the people that are already doing it. And like, you know, like that, like, and especially like when they, because you know, they're volcanoids or whatever the fuck. So they're supposed to be reasonable and science-based. And they're like, that's a science-based explanation of a thing that happened. Well, actually, now, now that you put it that way, if the entire, even if this village's level of reasonability is, you know, the mean average of the reasonability of the, of the, the people of this planet in general, um, I don't think it's necessarily that bad of a thing. It's kind of like they just uh, invented science fiction. Yeah, I guess they invented science fiction. This yeah. is about a group of Bronze Age Vulcans inventing science fiction. This is Bronze <laughs> Age Jules Verne. <laughs> Vulcan Jules Verne. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I mean, that's all they've done is rather than creating something that's mystical. It's just going to be it's going to be like one of those weird games of civilization where you technically never get out of the Bronze Age, but you're somehow also developing space flight because you've just. Yeah, you just you've put just all, have put your research points very foolishly. <laughs> like they they haven't they haven't developed indoor plumbing, but they have spaceships. <laughs> yeah. They're just jettisoning their way. Jettisoning I mean, their that's, no, you use an airlock for that, man. Yeah. Uh, and then my final thought was uh so Picard is saying goodbye to them and telling them like hey look no hard feelings about shooting me with an arrow which god damn it he's in a sling this whole thing is about the enterprise's superior medical technology yeah and Picard gets shot by an arrow. Well, he has to show that there's some consequence to getting shot by the arrow, or otherwise it proves the guy that was shooting him, right? In a way, actually, yeah. You know that, what I mean? Yeah, like, no, you're you're absolutely right. I did I did have that thought as well. Um, yeah, it, because yeah, that's a good point. But anyway, the the uh, the chief lady Vulcan um, has a kid give him a gift that's just like one of their like leather fucking belts or whatever and he very much does the accepting a gift you know is going to sit in a drawer for two years until you throw it away <laughs> actually picard so i'm pretty certain that that comes back i think this is actually <laughs> why not not in any major way but um i think it's visible like in the background he just amongst, hangs it up in his cabin. yeah like uh, uh, amongst picard's prized possessions i think that that is something that uh it's it becomes like an artifact within the show, like an huh. Easter egg. Interesting. Um, but uh, shit, I just thought of another thing, and then I forgot it because I looked at the internet. Yep, yep. That is the human condition in 2020. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, god damn it! All right, uh, are you ready to guess what happens next week? Yes. Next week's episode is called "The Bonding." Ooh. It's going to be fucking? No. Uh, yeah. yeah, and actually... Although calling it that is... Yeah. Well, it's a, it's appropriate to what happens in the episode, but now that I have looked at the recap and I remember the episode, the idea of it being about fucking is not All cool. Right, so I'm going to feel bad about that next week then. Yeah. Yep. If, you, mean, if you remember. To be yeah. fair, you might not Which, remember. The odds are not in favor of that, so... <laughs> yeah. Well, listeners, join us next week when we fi when we find out whether or not Jack feels gross. I mean, I'm sure I will for something. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. If you believe